those employees who are still on site, you know, delivering those services to their clients. I really, you know, would like to thank those employees. You know, they really applaud them. They've done a great job. It was about that time then I was approached by Aka Caverna, a Norwegian firm, um, to go and work for them as their HR manager. Uh, as an interest, they had a fabulous canteen as well, surprisingly, but uh, yeah. <laughs> for that. Just between you and me, I think really acquiring more motorbikes is probably what uh, helps and uh, motivates me. Uh, you know, I'm, I don't know what constitutes a collection, but I'd certainly like to have one of those. Hi everyone, my name is Pete Hughes and welcome to the latest episode of Altrad Uncovered. Before we begin, just a few words to thank everybody that took the time to send in their feedback to altrad.uncovered at altrad.com. I do appreciate the feedback, your suggestions for potential guests, and the really great questions I've received. So thank you for that. I'm really pleased that Alex Spence, the HR Director of Altrad Services and member of the Executive Committee has joined us here today for this second episode. So to my favorite HR Director in the whole of the UK <laughs> business, Alex, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Pete. Uh, thanks for inviting me. Uh, looking forward to our discussion, and I hope you're going to go easy on me. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't jump to that uh, that assumption there. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, hey, what an introduction, hey? Not bad. I'm impressed. Thank you. For that. Yeah. <laughs> but please don't let the fact that you are the only HR director <laughs> in the UK detract from that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it in the spirit that it was given, mate. So don't worry about that. Yeah. I've I've been practicing my sincerity, Alex. Thank you, thank you. Okay. So um before we begin, I'm sure the listeners will be really keen to get to know the real Alex Spence. So, Alex, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Perhaps something about your upbringing, your family life? And what really motivates you? Okay, uh, yeah, no problem. Um, well, I was uh, upbringing. I was uh, born in a little place called Dibden Purlieu. Uh, that's near Forley Refinery, actually. And uh, I only mention it because I like saying the name Dibden Purlieu. It sounds quite exotic, but I don't think it is particularly. <laughs> but uh, I, I was quickly moved up north, and uh, I, I suppose, you know, education-wise, I had a a really fairly traditional education you know um looking back on it it was um almost like another era you know uh masters you know prefects were wearing gowns and school on saturdays and boarding but i mean i i thoroughly enjoyed it and uh i, I really you know uh, i really liked that and uh lastly then i went to university to study history um i mainly did that because you got to spend a year in a university uh, in new york so i, I picked that option um <laughs> But I, I must have loved education so much because, you know, I came back and then did a law degree after that. And uh, I, I, finally, I couldn't put it off any longer and I had to go and actually get a job in you know, the real world, um, which was always a shame. But uh, um, uh, family, uh, I've got a wife and two teenage boys uh, that I've somehow managed to pick up along the along the journey. Um, and 
the, the last question, what motivates me? Uh, you know, I suspect really I should say something like, you know, providing stability for the wife, the house, you know, kids and stuff. But really, Pete, as it's just between you and me, I think really acquiring more motorbikes is probably what uh, helps and uh, motivates me. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I, I wouldn't I don't know what constitutes a collection, but I'd certainly like to have one of those in terms of motorbikes. So uh, that's 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 a bit bit of a motivator for me. <laughs> well, well, I promise, Alex. I won't tell a soul outside Good. of everybody on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just you between you and me, mate. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Well, that's re- really good. Thank, thank you, Alex. So um, you left university. I'm guessing. Well, I'm not guessing, but a young, good-looking chap, full that's, of energy. That's the one. Yeah. Full yeah. of enthusiasm, and roll the clock forward some 24 years. You end up being the HR director of a large company like Altrad. That's quite a journey. So could you tell us, you know, what that journey was like and, and how it progressed? Yeah, so, I mean, I was I was quite fortunate. I, I sort of applied for various jobs after uh, university and um, I was fortunate to get to, uh, an offer by um, AMEC at the time and to join their graduate scheme. So I started working in their um, head office in Sandyway, um, and you know that's going back some years. And uh, the only things I seem to remember, they had a fabulous canteen there, a fabulous canteen. You know, it was where the directors work, and that's what sort of stuck in my my brain. And I was sort of then exited from there to go and work in Aberdeen uh, um, in their dice office, and did uh, a few years working uh, offshore for them up there. Then moved down to Darlington uh, to work in their sort of shutdown um, business and eventually um, climbed the greasy pole, so to speak, to be their IR manager for the whole of the um, uh, onshore business. It was about that time then I, I was approached by Aka Caverna, Norwegian firm, um, to go and work for them as their HR manager uh, in, in the northeast. And I went to go and join them. Uh, as an interest they had a fabulous canteen as well surprisingly but uh, yeah <laughs> well. um, and then uh, then Caverna decided to pull out the UK market and I had one of those I don't know what you call it reflective moment uh, you know uh, a bit of a crisis point I thought okay well what am I going to do and at that point I thought well, I'll tell you what I'm going to go back into the law and um, take up my law degree and then work as a solicitor uh, in the northeast and so I did that um, for a number of years three to four years mainly working in you know, employment and uh, employment law doing contentious work um, uh, you know sometimes people say to me you know is, is being HR director stressful and I, I can assure them looking back at you know I say looking back at my time as working as a as a as a solicitor is that uh, anything else pales into insignificance to be honest so um I, I, I when i was working in the firm then i saw an advert for a company called cape which said uh, come and help paint a blank canvas and it was a really clever and smart advert actually and i was really intrigued by it and uh, I, I joined that uh, joined cape in 2007 and from there uh, i was the khr director in 2009 Bit of a did a stint down with them in Stockley Park as the group HR director. Um, moved overseas with uh, them to uh, Singapore as the Asia Pacific director for looking after that area with Australia. Um, and then latterly moved back in 2018, which um, I think briefly takes me up to the uh, current uh, current role I'm doing now. Okay, <laughs> well, that, that's a really varied career path, Alex. And I suppose the burning question that comes out of that was uh, how did you cope without 
a good canteen at Cape, but I, I'm not going to ask that one. I'm not going to ask that one. Struggling, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, you've gone from a history degree to working in legal and then into HR at Cape. I mean, as I said, quite, quite, uh, quite a varied career path. But if my maths is correct, you, you've been in your current role for just short of two years. That's so right, yeah. what have been, I suppose, I'm trying to get a picture of what this your current role's like. What have been your greatest challenges and how have you managed to overcome them? I think it was either the day I arrived back in the UK or the day after uh, the company was acquired by Altrad. So uh, yeah, I'd come back to commence a job uh, as the corporate HR director for Cape and it, that suddenly changed overnight. And then all of a sudden I was you know, launched into doing integration with uh, the you know, three businesses into one single entity, um, trying to combine eight separate payroll systems, merging you know, the HR team together, putting together single HR policies, procedures harmonizing the departments and functions um merging offices uh, across the businesses and you know it's it's bringing me out in stress just even thinking about you know we have to have one company car policy and uh, <laughs> that's bringing me out in stress just thinking about that so you know <laughs> that it was rather a challenge to come back to from you know what i was thinking i was going to be doing to doing this uh, better together initiative um I, you know i am pleased to say that you know we're over all the major hurdles now um you know, admit we've had a few slight hiccups on the way. Uh, looking at some of the, you know, holiday systems and in the in the in the payroll systems again, a bit of a bit of a pinch point. But again, we've addressed that and over that. So so now I think we're fully sorted. We're you know fully up to speed and operational, and we're ready now for the, for the next phase, which is the, the growth phase for us. Okay, thanks, thanks, Alex. You've 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 worn me out just talking me through that, that period of time. <laughs> yeah. I've aged, Pete. I've aged. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a lot of change and development within a pretty small time frame, for sure. Um, so could you explain a little bit about your team, um, how it functions, and how, how, does the, how does your team interact with the wider business? Okay, so what makes up the HR team? Um, in no particular order, but uh, payroll, big part of that. Uh, when you you know think we've got a, the job of paying uh, over six thousand employees weekly, um, you know, making sure we get the right deductions, holiday payments, taxes, pensions, um, and, and that's for you know all the trades that we employ, different grades. I mean, just to give you an idea, Pete, we've, you know, we've got seven hundred and twelve different trade codes on the system. So that okay. that in itself makes challenges and makes things difficult. So those guys do a really tremendous job of looking after the the weekly payrolls as well as the monthly payrolls. Um, I look after the recruitment department. They, uh, you know, over the course of the year, they'll up and down man over two thousand employees. You know, finding sourcing you know, the best candidates in the marketplace for for the projects that we need to deliver is you know a tough ask, but they do a yeah. great job. Uh, learning development, um, obviously, trade competency, uh, making sure that we've got the right employees, uh, they've got the right skill sets, the right development, they've got the right tickets, and suitable to the right standards. And that's onshore, offshore, and in nuclear. Uh, that's no easy task as well, but um, th th they look after all that side of uh, the business. Um, small um, but really important central HR team. Uh, they look after the contracts that go out, the healthcare providers, insurances, 
pensions, trade bodies. You know, there's a lot of a lot of a lot of toing and froing that we need to do with uh, our suppliers out there. So uh, th they look after that side of things. And then lastly, probably uh, the HR business partners, which probably most of our employees will have the more interaction with um, because they're the uh, the the guys who go out there and um, are really you know up and down the country on de delivering some you know um, interaction with the sites handling the IR the grievances the disciplinaries really uh, do, doing a pretty tough tough but really important job for us to in ensure yeah. that we uh, are successful as we are. Okay, well that's really useful. I mean, there's a, there's a lot in all of that um, for sure, um, and I suppose you know it's it's all too easy to forget you know how vitally important is hr for for the, for the, for our type of business to yeah, to, yeah. to function um the other perspective i've got is there's such a variety uh in what you do based on what you've just said i mean but it it sort of falls into two buckets really doesn't it i mean you've got the well three probably you've got the day-to-day -day stuff uh transactional stuff you've got the very positive recruitment learning and career development but there is that other perhaps more challenging side of hr uh, which we should remember so um you know like redundancy disciplinaries and, uh, and i'm guessing on rare occasions exiting people from the business how yeah, do you yeah. and your team deal with that 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 must be pretty tough i mean it, yeah it, it is a it is a difficult part of business but it is a crucial part of the sweet shall i say of hr you know handling redundancies you know restructures and uh, disciplinaries you know it, it, it is it is a requirement and clearly it's not for everyone uh, i would need i'd say that you know you need to be robust uh, as an hr yeah. professional to do it uh, but I, you know i think if you're honest and you treat people with respect and you deal with people how essentially you'd like to be dealt with um, then that's yeah. really the only way to tackle it um, uh, you know, I also hope and you know, hopefully the team will, will, will see this is that, you know, although they've got to do some difficult tasks that, you know, then also, also that we can get them involved in some of the more um, energizing and, um, you know, uh, sexiest tasks, shall I say, you know, more rewarding work. So uh, that's yeah. what I, I hope, you know, that they're involved with in that. You know, everyone, everyone likes a good salary survey, Pete. You know, that's really, you know, that's, that, that, floats, <laughs> that floats the boat, mate, you know. <laughs> no, I agree. No. Well, thanks for that, uh, Alex, because, um, you know, it certainly wouldn't be my cup of tea getting into those uh, really difficult um, conversations that that need need to happen on occasion. Yeah, right. Um, I, I guess uh, probably uh, makes me think about another topic, um, talking of those type of challenges, but but slightly different. Um, let's talk. Let's chat a little bit about COVID-19 because that that has well no i was going to say must have caused you and your team a huge amount of work yeah. I, I know it has i've yeah, i've yeah um so so how are things going in hr and how are you coping and how are you managing all of that on a daily basis yeah well you know certainly uh, an unexpected challenge uh, for the for the team and um, uh, you know i'm just rolling the clock back even you know 6 weeks ago from from the very start of it and uh, some of the stuff we had to do, you're recording who was vulnerable in, in, in that category, vulnerable staff and employees, um, who was self-isolating during that period, what was the sick pay entitlements and requirements from the government. And then we, you know, we moved very fairly quickly then into furloughing employees and um, getting letters out to employees and getting their acceptance back. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, the numbers that we're talking about here, uh, you know, 1,800 um, uh, employees, unfortunately, we've had to furlough during this period. You know, we've had to deal with how that do, how to um, operate that on the payroll system, how to make sure that, you know, we make the payments correctly and then also comply with the HMRC to make sure that the funding's there. Um, yeah, I'd have to say that the, you know, the, 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 the guys in the team have really, in the HR team, have really done me proud. You know, I mean, I, I'm self-isolating at the moment myself, but, you know, I speak to them probably on a... Um, daily hourly basis via Skype or from the phone you know they're, they're, I've probably spoken to those guys more than I've my wife and my kids during this lockdown period and uh, are they pleased about that Alex no, no, not necessarily I think they're all looking forward for when this is <laughs> open to, to, and, or when I go on holiday or something so I can leave them all alone but uh, you know I, I know that the management team are really grateful that you know how they've stepped up to the task and uh, yeah. Um, you know, I just, you know, convey to them that when things, if ever, they get back to normal or this new normal, as we are now calling it, that uh, certainly, uh, you know, beers are going to be on me for 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 their efforts. Yeah, quite, quite right as well. There. I'm sure we all do appreciate all the efforts that uh, the HR team are, uh, are putting into helping us through this period. So uh, I'm now going to move to uh, a question that came in via email to altrad.uncovered at altrad.com, which I think is a fantastic question. But, oh okay. <laughs> but, but, possibly, but possibly a challenging question for you, Alex. So okay. <laughs> uh, let, let me read it out loud. Um, what's next for HR? And how is HR going to turn Altrad into the employer of choice? Well, wow. okay, yeah, good question, good question. Yeah, um, I suppose uh, you know the 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 transformation, um, the combining the business together under you know the Better Together initiative, really put for me uh, the HR strategy that we had in plan or that we you know, we're working to, but on hold. And you know, clearly that was the priority at the time. You know, it was super important that we merged and harmonised those three businesses together. Together, and you know, spoke about that a bit earlier. You know, so doing that while you do that and forming it together it's almost like you know a bit of a, a new marriage and it takes a bit of time for it to settle in you know you need to understand each other yeah. perhaps each other's idiosyncrasies and stuff but you know that's done now and you know except for shall I say this current COVID situation uh, you know I think we were fairly well positioned to be able to roll out the HR strategy for for the next five years and um, put a put a plan in together and, and clearly that strategy you know was around growth of the business and in, increasing our market share in, in, in existing markets and also developing into new areas and you know my job and the team's job is then to say okay where can HR help support that you know yeah. whether that's through recruitment making sure you know with an employer of choice that we're, we are the go-to company um, uh, and that for me also entails reinitiating some of the basics that we were doing um, pr prior to the transformation piece and the merging piece. So that's, you know, going back to making sure we've got a solid um, a PDR system, performance development review system, making sure we've got succession planning integrated in there um, and then really much relying on some of the more development programs. And, you know, we were just about to, to talk and launch um, uh, some of the some some exciting programs, such as the uh, Ultra Accelerator program, which um, we'll be talking about hopefully when we're back to the new norm, um, yeah. and helping us with our growth strategy. Uh, but also really interesting that the, the group was on that journey as well, and they're working pretty hard in 
um, developing its own uh, a program. And that's from everybody from the trades right up to the CEO as you know, underneath their Altrad Academy, um, which yeah. is their training platform, which they want to make sure that we were consistent across the globe. So um, the strategy yeah, has been delayed, but, you know, we, we had the plans, the foundations. We've done a lot of work on that and I've been involved in the Altrad Academy and already delivering some training for that. Um, so it's it's when can we get back to that and re, re relaunch those those plans? Great. No, that's really, re really good, Alex. I mean, uh, I told you it was a tough question, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was no free ride here on the uh, on the podcast. Um, OK. Um, so moving to another aspect of your role at Altrad, um, you also sit on the executive committee or, or EXCO, as it's probably better known. Can you share with the listeners a little bit about what that is, what's discussed, yeah, yeah. who's on it? And, and if you would, a little bit about each of the characters who participate. Um well, I mean, the EXCO is essentially the, the heads of each sort of functional department and get, getting together and uh, you know, that's operations, uh, safety, finance, uh, BD, yourself, Pete, and, you know, HR and, um, you know, getting uh, really to just a bit of time, getting some time on a monthly basis to to review and plan going forward. And I think the review bit takes up about 50 percent of the time we, we spend on it. And it's fairly you know, analytical. We've got a lot of management data that the systems pump out, um, a lot of management reports which are collected together, which we tr you know, have to summarize. Um, and, and it's fairly reflective, you know, um, a lot of a pretty heavyweight in the sense of quite a lot to go through reports and statistics. But what you're trying to do is essentially for the next month, see whether you have to put your hand on the tiller and move it slightly in a slightly different direction to steer the ship to to make sure that we're you know navigating the, the best course in a very short in the short term um uh, you know perhaps it's probably you know anything to do with reflectiveness for me sometimes is backward looking and therefore probably not as the you know the sexy part of the meeting yeah but you know the second part of the meeting and probably which i get a lot out of and it's um probably the more feisty part of the meeting is that okay where do we go to next and that's that look on um for the next five years where's the growth coming from you know have we got the right structure what are you know what are potential contracts that we need to be aiming for acquisitions that we could look at that much more dynamic much more personality driven you know and that's yeah. where you see that the individuals um uh, their personal views and you know i'd say healthy conflict coming out about where where they think that you know the, the business should be going and um uh, you know I'm, I'm not saying that we've ever come to blows yet pete but um you know <laughs> it's uh, not, not, it's not much, yet alex not yet not yet not yet you know but uh, <laughs> uh yeah it's it's it that's really where you know you, you you can sort of focus a lot and that gives you some energy um and and then you know a bit of healthy conflict out of it based on trust and at the end of it you know we need to pull together what is a collective view about where this business is going in that five years and that's for me that's that's the time that's really well spent you know you said about the personalities that's where you, you know personalities come to the fore and you get to know the team pretty quickly and hopefully you know you've got enough characters and enough um, different views and educated views within that team that with with knowledge and history and experience that they'll be able to put together something credible and forward that you know the the Altrad group can look at and support us and back us. Thank you Alex that that's uh, I guess great for the listeners to to hear what goes on at Exco um, and as you say a very vibrant 
diverse group uh, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, but, but let me now turn to another question that came in via the altrad.uncovered at altrad.com email. And it reads as follows. Um, what do we do to benchmark pay rates and ensure our packages are attractive? Okay, right. Uh, can you can you trace who sent these uh, these things? Well, I, I'd just like to point out I didn't send that question. <laughs> no, it's, it, it, it's it's a good question, and you know I would like to answer it in the sense that you know from 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 the ultra point of view, I think you know we're we're fairly good with having a good pulse on the salary and the benefits. You know, and certainly in our sector, you know we. We subscribe to the pay data survey through the ECIA, um, and that's an external body who basically, you know, we submit our salary um, and benefits uh, to an external body who then do an annual report, uh, and then they will come back with industry specifics and within certain jobs and um, uh, within our industry, they'll give you a upper, medium or lower quartile of where you pitch in into, into the market sector, which is, you know, quite helpful. Um, yeah. We work with a really small number of headhunters um, who we sometimes use to make offers for, and they are very clued into what's going on in the marketplaces and making sure that you know uh, they'll be quite categorical and tell us where we are with our with our with our salaries um, for trying to attract candidates in. You know, we also you know we've got a dedicated recruitment team who look after the you know, um, white collar side of the business as well as the blue collar, and in that white collar, you know, we subscribe to the 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 right platforms on on linkedin and indeed you know these um yeah. advertising um side of things so we we have a really good view of what other companies are, are advertising for certain roles so that gives us a good really good data uh, you know but you, you never really know peter whether you've got it right or wrong really i mean all you can rely on is i mean for me the measurement for me is that you know do we ha have um a problem recruiting and attracting people into this business because we're not getting the you know not paying the right salary benefits and yeah you know so far we've not struggled with that and for me that's the real proof of the pudding that uh that information that goes into it that we are you know we're we're, we're doing the right things great no that's um another tough question but uh Really clear answer. So, uh, so, so thanks, uh, thanks for that, Alex. So, um, one final question from me, um, but I think a really important one, which is particularly relevant given the current coronavirus pandemic. Do Do you have any key messages from a HR perspective for the wider Altred team and for the audience of this podcast? Yeah, I mean. Um... Yeah, thanks for thanks 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 for that question. It actually pitches me up uh, quite nicely to you know, put a big thanks out to people. To be honest, um, mm. you know, uh, for me, um, it really has showed the best of the workforce. You know, for those employees who are still on sites, you know, delivering those key service, services to you know, to the clients, uh, which is really critical. You know, I really you know would like to thank uh, uh, those employees. You know, they really applaud them. They've done a great job. Um, for those employees who we've unfortunately had to furlough. Um, you know, again, your understanding in in that has been really appreciative. Um, uh, those guys and those people, you know, working at home um, who, uh, you know, have, have had some financial hardship a bit, you know, with some reductions Ooh. that we've had to put in place. You know, this is all for the purpose that, you know, we, we've come out of this with a business which is, you know, fit and agile and really, you know, ahead of our competitors. And we could be really well placed to bounce back. Um, the quickest, you know, be quickest off yeah. the mark when things come back to back to um, normal. And um, I, I really want to make sure that, you know, all the efforts that you guys are 
doing for us um you know that it will set us up for you know for, for future success so a big thank you from me so alex thank you for that i appreciate that and um of course thank you very much for sparing your time to join us today been a pleasure um, thanks for that mate it's it's been a great chat actually alex i've enjoyed it and um i think everybody certainly gained uh some some valuable insight into you your role and probably suppose, more my eating habits Peter. <laughs> yes <laughs> and, and, and what type of canteen you like yes, very <laughs> so a big thank you from me for your time today yeah alex i really do appreciate it cheers no it's uh, been a pleasure pete thanks for that okay um so in concluding i'd just like to thank everyone for listening but before you go, I've got two very small favours to ask. I'd really appreciate your feedback on your thoughts on how we can improve these sessions. So please do let us know by emailing us at altrad.uncovered at altrad.com. And secondly, I'd be very keen to chat with guests who operate on the front line to get perspectives from those delivering the critical services to our clients. So whether you're a, a labourer, a craftsman or a supervisor, whatever your role, I'm sure you'd make a brilliant guest. Thanks for listening.